Recently on the Wayspotters podcast, you heard Mr. Chris say... I know there's I know there's people who are listening right now going, Jamal, we talked about this. Hello, agents, trainers, keepers, pilots, hunters, eighth wallers, and our beloved explorers and wayfinders. Welcome to episode 110 of the Wayspotters podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you become a better wayfinder. Wow. Uh, (laughs) That's a great start. I'm having a great start to today's show. Uh, Wayspotters is brought to you by the good people at the Pokemon Professor Network. Today is Friday, February 23rd. And with me, as always, is Jamal. Wait a minute. What did you say today's date was? Friday, February okay, 23rd. Hey, Chris. It's Matty G, and I just wanted to send you some birthday love. It was so great to actually get to hang out with you in person in New York. Can't wait to do it next year as well, and we can celebrate in person. Have a wonderful, wonderful birthday. Hey, Chris. It's Sarah Amanda here. Just want to say happy birthday, or as some of my friends call it, happy cake and ice cream day. Have something amazing to eat today. That's all. Peace, Sarah Amanda. Good afternoon, Wayspotters. This is Casa. I'm just calling to wish Gua a happy birthday. Um, hope it's a prosperous and fun year for you. Um, can't wait for GoFest to hang out with you again. Hopefully we get a more um, personal time and uh, hang out with the crew. It was great seeing you on Mondays on the Zoom calls, even if you're uh, in remote mode at work. Alrighty, buddy. Happy birthday. Have a great one. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Yo, what's up, Chris? This is Tanner Mystic and Dude Bro. I hope you have the most amazing birthday ever, bro. And it's such an honor to have you as a friend. And I, and I hope you just have an amazing birthday and let me know how it goes, dude. See you next time. Hey, Claw. I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Or as we say in German, alles Liebe und Gute zu deinem Geburtstag, lass dich feiern, genieß den Tag und lass dich von deinen Freunden und Verwandten verwöhnen. Hey Chris, it's Justin Keller. I hope you have a happy birthday. I'm recording this at the airport uh, on speaker in homage of your uh, your guys' intro to the season. So, haha. And I just have one question for you. Is it wood? Yeah, inside joke from New York. All right, hope you have a good one. Bye. Chris, happy birthday, man. Uh, I hope everything's going well for you, buddy. Uh, shit, I'm sorry, Jamal. I'm going to try <laughs> Hey, Chris, happy birthday, man. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're partying safe. Uh, hope I can catch you on the next uh, uh, weekly. Uh, <laughs> I can't do it. Happy birthday, Chris. I'm not trying to get I'm sorry. Happy birthday, man. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for all the birthday wishes. That was, that was fantastic. <laughs> Got a little teary out here. That was crazy. It was awkward trying to put that together in the Discord. And, like, I'm <laughs> DMing everybody. I'm like, don't put this in the Discord. And I'm texting people. And so we, we put that together over the last couple of weeks and wanted to make sure that we gave you a good little birthday serenade. And there were some people whose uh, birthday messages came in a little late, so I'll get those to you afterwards. But on behalf of all the way spotters and explorers, nice, nice. want to say happy birthday, my guy. Thank you. Thank you. 
I uh, we have a little tradition in my family. We get um, dessert for breakfast, so I had a bunch of little cheesecakes oh, nice, this morning nice. for breakfast and some special yeah. coffee. It just so happened that your birthday came that. right on recording day, so it was perfect. Yes. Yes, and it's yeah, a new show it, too. It works so, out. That yeah. helps. so that last message was from Xander, and he tried a couple times to get it and just couldn't. And I'm like, I'm just gonna leave it as is. I'm not gonna cut it together. <laughs> he's just like, damn it, I'm just gonna. Was... He's like, just happy birthday. <laughs> oh, that was so good. That All was right. awesome. So I'll turn the show back over to yeah. you now. Give you a second to catch your breath. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Uh, all right. Let's just jump into the news. And now, the latest Niantic news from the Wayspotters podcast, presented by the Pokemon Professor Network. Alright, the only thing we really got is the map sync for Pikmin Bloom happened, and from the reports I'm seeing, it's actually fairly decent. A lot of people were really, really happy with the new flowers and the new stuff that they got in their area, so... Yeah, bravo Niantic, bravo Niantic, yeah. Congratulations, Niantic and the Pikmin Bloom team for not screwing. Now all we need is an OSM update, and we'll be just like a okay. Yeah, make Woodwo's Wolf happy, and yeah. you know. So we got Sarah Amanda. Sarah Amanda's happy now. Now we just need to make Wood happy, and uh, we need a. We want to yeah. be on the next show talking about an OSM update. So we'll see. Yeah, they seem to do absolutely. those kind of things around events. I've noticed. Remember the last time they made a major update was right after Go Fast, and now we have the the Sino Tour. So maybe yeah. the next big update will have something else. But very happy for the Pikmin Bloom people with their new flowers and such, and all of these things that I don't remember because I haven't played the game in a while. Mm-hmm. So yes, hashtag justice for Pikmin Bloom. Yeah, I opened it yesterday for the first time in like a month and a half just to kind of look to see what was new in my well, area. Well, Kate the so. Cons will send me a, a, an invite to fight a mushroom every now and then, or Sarah Mandeville, or a few other people, and I'll log in and I'll mm-hmm. send my Pikmin to go fight the mushroom, and then like five days later, I'll open it, and then they're all coming back. So I'm very, very passive play. <laughs> yeah, so am I. Uh, I was hoping that we would get some details about the new cohort of ambassadors, but it looks like they're still making those decisions. So maybe next week. Hopefully, hopefully. Yep. Fingers crossed. I would imagine. Yeah, I would imagine probably between now and next week, they're probably starting to reach out to people. So some people who've been reached out to probably can't say something. So we'll hopefully hear from some of the people once they get their NDA signed and all that. Yeah. Yeah, so fingers crossed. I think it took them about a week, week yeah, and a half sure. last time. So and they closed about mm-hmm. four or five days ago. So, all right, let's jump into topic number one. Topic number one. All right, so last week we talked about descriptions and we had a little bit of a discussion on whether or not people actually read descriptions in <laughs> on portals and, and whatever. And we both came to the conclusion that we were just like, yeah, I don't, I don't think the majority of players actually read right. descriptions. So I fired up the Twitter machine and Elon, if you're listening, um, why can't I schedule a poll? I can schedule a tweet. Sorry. A, tweet, a, tweet. a post. I think if I, if I want Elon to change X, I should probably yeah. call it X. Eh? Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't schedule the poll. So, like I said in the episode, oh yeah, this poll will be up about halfway through the. Sh- yeah, it, did. it went up like three hours later because I wasn't getting it. <laughs> so, I put it up. I'm gonna pull it up on the screen here in a second. I was shocked 
the results, the way it was trending. At the result. I was very shocked at the results. And there we go. So I said, do you read the descriptions of the waste spots you encounter in the game? We had 192 votes. 32%, 31.8% said yes. 41% said if it's interesting. And then 27% said no. And that, that number of yes and if it's interesting was shocking to me. You know, it was shocking to me too in the beginning. And then you and I talked about it and I thought about it. And what you said, I think was right. So I'll share this with the audience. This is what Chris and I talked about. The people who took the poll are more, I think it's skewed a little bit, right? To be completely honest, because I think the people who took the poll are more likely to read descriptions because they are listening to a Wayfarer podcast and participating on a Wayfarer poll on Twitter. So that we're probably not getting the casual player who just, who would say no. So I think this was going to be skewed more towards yes, or maybe, or if it's interesting to begin with, but the results are very interesting nonetheless. Yes, absolutely. I think yeah, we talked about this and I think you're right. Um, and Ken has mentioned this on, on his show and lured up with Adam like a bunch of times, right? The, the majority of Pogo players and probably the majority of all Ingr- our Niantic game players are right. not on Twitter, mm-hmm. right? They're not on social media. They're not, they might be on, but they're not mm-hmm. active, right? So I still think the majority of players don't read descriptions, but I think the number of people who do is much greater than we had anticipated. Yes. And I'll go a step further. Oh. So if you're listening to this on Sunday, we just finished up a week in Pokemon Go where there was a raid hour every night. And on Wednesday, um, there was a lot of people at our normal raid hour. And some people were like, hey, are you going to be here tomorrow? Are you going to be here on Friday? And people were like, what are you talking about? There's a raid hour every mm. night this week, you know, for the for Sinnoh. And a lot of people were like, they should really, like, publicize that. People were like, dude, it was on Twitter. And they're like, oh, I don't look at Pokemon Go stuff on Twitter. <laughs> and they were like, I was, it was in game. Yep. Oh, I don't look at that stuff in game. So, you know, there was a lot of people that showed up on Wednesday that would have loved to have been there Monday and Tuesday, but they're not plugged into the matrix like we are, like Ken says. They had no idea that there was a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday raid hour at six o'clock because they're not on this every day. So I think you're 100 percent right there. Yeah, I think Niantic doesn't do themselves any favors when you log into your game and they're like, hey, we got news. And then you open it up and it's like the post is. Stuff is happening. Click this link to go read the blog. People are right. just like, no. They're like, Forget show it, it to me here. Right. Or I won't look at it. Yeah. At all. And, you know, I, I yeah. can't fault Niantic. I mean, we do things like that. They want the click on their blog so they can track how many people mm. are going to the blog. I get it. We do things like that also. We put stuff out there and they're like, click here. Look at this. Do that. We don't say this is what we said. We're like, hey, go watch or listen to the episode because we want the click just like they do. So I get it. But that still turns off some Fair. people. So I understand it. So, But there are a lot of people, and I talked to five or six of them that were like, I wish someone would have told me there was, you know, um, whatever it was, Giratina or whoever it was on this day, I would have come out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it was on Twitter. Or X. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Speaking of Twitter, X, do you think we can yeah. get Elon on the show? Do you think he'd come on the show? You think you think he plays Pokemon? I, I don't, don't think, think so. I would 
Elon would strike me as an I think Ingress if, he, guy. if anything, yeah, he'd be an I think guy. he'd be an Ingress guy yes. for <laughs> sure. He'd be an Ingress guy. Yeah. Okay. All right. No. Yeah, he yeah, he'd would be an Ingress guy for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, huge thank you to everybody who voted uh, and commented on the tweets. There was a lot of comments on them, and some of them were fantastic. So I want to read through a couple that I liked, and I think we'll just kind of sure. go back and forth on these. Um, there's one one of them is my absolute <laughs> favorite, and I'll let you know when we get there. Um, uh, the Real Bread Co. says, I read them when I open gifts in Pogo's left less often when I'm out playing because I spend a lot of time in the same areas where I already know every way spot. Well, that's, that's fair. a good point. That's, right? And that's, that's something that, that happens to me too. Like if someone sends me a postcard, I'll read the description. Cause I don't, I don't know what's going on in that area. Right. So mm-hmm. that's fair. Yeah. 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 That's fair. I, I read a lot of descriptions in New York, New Jersey for GoFest just cause I wanted to see what they were doing. So it was interesting. Yep. All right. The next one is from a friend of the show, lady Googly Bee. Yes, how how else am I supposed to correct spelling and factual errors? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I know that's I, a good one. I love I, that. I know some people, people who do that all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Lady Googly Meat is in our is, uh, is one of our patrons, and um, very you know sends us messages, yeah. so we we appreciate. It. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, friend of the show, Sarah Amanda. Uh, if it's if it's interesting equals if I'm interested equals if it's a mural sculpture or restaurant I'm about to eat at or a poorly titled trail marker. That's just it, right? Like it's you're not you're not going to read the description of a playground because right. it's a playground, exactly. right? I get that, but there's certain things that are interesting points of interest, and we'll get into kind of deeper into this in a yeah. little bit. But if it's an interesting point of interest, then yeah, I'm going to read this. The next too. one comes from Shilfil. Friend of the show, I read them all, if only to feel a sense of literary superiority. <laughs> this is my favorite. This one was my favorite, 100%. Like, it was not even close. Apologies to everybody else who commented, but this was this was fantastic. <laughs> I hearted it, and then I replied on Twitter, and I'm like, I love this. Yes. All of you writers stick together. So you guys are like, <laughs> this is worded poorly. I'm going to rewrite this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly uh jane clift 380294 a better middle option could have been when i have time if it's an event or community day i read none if it's one i see often i read them sooner or later if i'm traveling i read the ones that look interesting but that can be hard to tell from the photo mm-hmm. and that's fair right like if it's community day i don't i don't it doesn't matter if, even if i'm doing community day in a new area i won't read any of the descriptions because i'm focusing mm-hmm. on grinding right so it's a fair point uh next one is from again friend of the show little pound cake i love writing descriptions but seldom read them outside of reviewing if i'm being honest if the poi is unique or interesting to me i will def i definitely will but aside from that meh yeah and i think that's kind of the general attitude that you'll get from most people that aren't like super super mm-hmm. casual um because if it's interesting, then, then you know, it's worth looking into. But if it's not, then it's not, right? I found so. myself kind of in that same boat. Um, in the area that I play, I've done most of the nominations. But if I see a Halo, like the other day I saw a Halo, I was like, ooh, something new. I'll look. The thing I look mm-hmm. for more than the description is I look to see where they put the placement. I'm like, they didn't screw anything up, did yeah. they? Like, come on. 
Like you put it yeah. there, really? Yeah. Come on, dog. I look for that more than anything else where they put the placement and I look to see how many, you know, how many POIs you need to trigger the next gym. And I look for things like that and I'll look at the description. Mm-hmm. I'm probably, as I told you, I'm lazy and I'm selfish. It would have to be egregious for me to go and rewrite a description. Like, unless it's just bad, you know, or I think I could have done something better. But so I'm kind of 50 50 personally. I'm, I probably lean on the side that if I see a Halo, I might read it, but I'm only going to check it out once and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fair. And that's fair. Uh, last. So if, if this one's from Agent X, a uh, friend of the show, Agent X. Uh, if you're not following them on TikTok, please yes, go for sure. click the link in 100%. our description and the show notes to go find all the TikTok. Typically, it's the picture that I go by. 95% of the work is done by the picture. Facts. Description can give contact as to what I am looking at, though, which is fair. That's 100% accurate. I think that sums up myself. I've said, I think I said on the last two shows, yeah. the picture should be able to stand by itself. I'm old school. I was OPR mm-hmm. where descriptions were optional. It was, awesome, you did yeah. not have to have a description. It was a picture of a statue and you looked at it and said, does that, should that statue be in the game? And then you looked at it on the map and said, is that statue in the right place? Yes. It's a POI now, as opposed to having to sell this mm-hmm. and sell that. So that's agent X kind of exemplifies kind of where I stand. Yeah. Um, a lot of the spots, a lot of the, the way spots in this area were mm-hmm. OPR. Like there's some, there wasn't a lot when I moved back here. There wasn't a lot to do because all of it was like majority of it was OPR and like 95% of them had right. no descriptions. So I was just like, my work here, I have work. <laughs> so I went and did like a hundred right. descriptions on stuff around here. No, yeah, that's fair. Any. There's still some in my area that were OPR that don't have a description. They've got some horrible pictures, but I never find myself over there with time to like stop and mm. take the picture. Cause usually I'll have one of the kids or both of the kids or the wife with me and I'm out playing. And I'm like, if I'm out nominating, like if I'm like, all right, I'm going to go out and I'm going to find POIs and I'm going to nominate and take pictures and take the time. But if I come across something while I'm out playing, it really kind of breaks it up. I don't want to stop and try to fix something. And then I just try to make a mental note to come back to it later. So that's my excuse. I don't right. know if that's a good excuse, but that's my excuse. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm the same way um if i'm out playing i'm typically out playing i don't kind of stray from my planned route but there are times that i've ended up kilometers away from where i intended mm-hmm. to go because <laughs> i've just been strung along by edits that you you went down a rabbit hole a literal rabbit i went down yeah. a rabbit hole yeah <laughs> There's a couple of times that I've actually looked around and go, where am I? Like, how did I get over here? Why am I in, why am I in Toronto? What, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, is it, there's one more, right? From uh, Espion Willow, yeah. Professor Willow Love. Uh, I, mostly read the, I mostly read them when it's an area I haven't been to uh, as to like to find out what I to find out what I like about the era. Area. Frustrating when you can't read them when the text clashes with the photo and Pogo. Facts. But even more so, uh, it's cause I'm like Chris and constantly fixing grammar, spelling, and capitalization. So there's there's a lot of grammar police out there like you and Sherfell and 
and everyone else that and Sarah Amanda that wants to go out and fix everybody's punctuation and commas and diction and everything else. So I, I like strangely mm-hmm. I kinda like that. It's Yeah. <laughs> it's the writer in me. I just can't sometimes I look at stuff and I'm like, what were you trying Not to only say? the writer, but the editor also. No. You've yeah, got the writer yeah, brain it's... and the editor brain. Yeah. Sometimes my editor brain just kind of melts down when I read people's descriptions. And I'm like, what are you even trying to say? And it just drives me nuts. So I have to fix it. So that leads me into our discussion about edits. So now that we've determined that descriptions and titles are maybe more important than we kind of originally thought, um, I wanted to talk about why... I feel edits and description edits, title edits, photo edits, why they're important. So for me, a Wayspot is a digital extension of a physical point of interest. So we're out here and we're creating this, this digital map um, that we're going to use and companies are going to use and Niantic's going to use for whatever they're going to use it for, right? So for me, I have to make sure that that way spot does that point of interest does it justice right so the description has to be good the photo has to be good the title has to it has to make sense right and i understand that certain things you can get away with something less generic but like for me it's even it like even like a playground or like a park i may i'm editing those <laughs> like i i fixed jungle gyms and been like this jungle gym has two slides and and a a thing to climb on and like i'm describing the jungle gym people are just like why are you wasting your time i'm like that's that's important to me so that especially if if like you're on the game and like i've done this before i've been in a city where i didn't know anything right so i Mm -hmm. fire up pogo and I'm kind of looking around and saying, oh, where's a good place to play? And I'm clicking on. And I, I've got the kids with me. So I'm like, I need to find a good place to play that's going to satisfy me so I can play while the kids are playing. And it's got half a place that the kids could play, right? So if I tap on a jungle gym and the picture's crappy and the description just says playground, I don't know if that playground's going to be good enough for mm, my kids. Okay, that's right? fair. Yeah. Age-wise. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Not yeah. Playing a- that, age appropriate. You know, Right. Snobs. right. So it's, it's not it's not like a top tourist. lot. It's made more right. for eight, nineteen year olds. Right. Exactly. Right. So if I but I click on it and it's like, hey, this jungle gym has this, this, and this, and this has a swing set, and the park has this and this. I know, okay, cool. I can take my kids there and they'll enjoy themselves at this park rather than them going down a slide that's a foot and a half long going. Dad, right. what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm like, well, I'm catching Pokemon. Right. So I don't know where. Right? <laughs> so, titles and descriptions need to do the way spot justice, right? And it's it's not even about playgrounds. It's not just about playgrounds. It's like murals. Murals are a big mm-hmm. thing for me, right? Like if you're not at least doing a little bit enough research on a mural to figure out who try to figure out who painted it, mm-hmm. what are you even doing? because oh yeah i was gonna say i got burned on this in the very beginning when i first started doing murals i nominated a mural and i took my supporting picture of the person's instagram tag 
and put that in my supporting picture and said, this is the artist. And it got rejected for submission for submitter identifiable. They thought I was trying to put my name or my, my they thought that was my name oh, that I was, cause right. I put it in the description. I put by local artist at artist name or whomever they, they assumed that I was putting right. my name on the, on the, in the description. And I'm like, Ugh. so then I stopped, right. I didn't do it. I got two of those back to back rejected for submitter identifiable. And it wasn't until you and I and a couple other people had conversations about the importance of the local artists getting credit that I started doing it again. So that's part of the education that I think you and I need to do is to make sure that don't let like one bad rejection, like swayed you from doing the right thing. Cause it did for me in the very beginning, I stopped doing that at all because I'm like, Hey, I'm using upgrades that I don't get a lot of, and it's getting rejected because they think that's my name. So. Right. Yeah. And that's fair. Right. Um, for me, it's like, and I had, I had the same problem the first time I did a couple of murals when I tried to do, um, edits, they were just, they kept getting rejected and I'm like, what the hell? And that makes sense that people were just like, Oh, you're trying to get your name in a, what it's you're giving, just giving credit to the person who right. did it. Right. And it's, if you're using that person's art to further your cause, Get it? It's in a video game, right? And it's on the digital map, but you're still using that person's art. That person worked hard yes. on that art, put a lot of blood yes. and sweat and yes. probably oh, tears yeah. and hours and hours and hours to create that art that you are enjoying. You have to give them credit. And sometimes you can't because you just can't find the artist. Like there's, there's like one time I found a mural and I spent, I think, six hours trying to figure out who mm -hmm. painted it. Couldn't figure it out. There wasn't a name on the the mural on the side of the building. There wasn't. It wasn't on Instagram. It wasn't. It wasn't anywhere. I just couldn't right. figure it out. Right. So it just sits untagged. But to me, it's like that artist doesn't care enough to <laughs> to kind of put it out there that it's theirs. So I'm yeah, okay with not having it credited. Well, you know, I've gone down the rabbit hole a couple of times credit. and I've shared conversations that I've had with a couple of artists in Charlotte and they were like, Oh, that's really cool. And the one that was on the side of the Rita's ice cream, uh, remember her, the one, and, and she went out and mm -hmm. download, she yes. went out and downloaded yeah. the game and is now telling everybody to go and spin it and send her gifts. And I'm like, that's really cool. So yeah, I'm with you with that hundred percent. That's cool. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, another thing is if it's like, if it's a historical mon monument, like you can, you can give context about that monument. That's not necessarily on the plaque or on the little, the sign that, that attached to the monument. Right. So you can give more context to what it is. Like when I was in Plattsburgh, there's a bunch of plaques and stuff that were just like, Hey, this used to be, a military hospital during the civil war. And there wasn't a whole lot of detail there. Right. So I went in, I did some research and when I went and nominated it, I added some extra context so that people, when they go to it, they click on it. And if they read the description, they're like, Oh, I've walked past this plaque a hundred times. I've read it, but now I know more. And now I know more about the city that I live in because I've added context to it. Right. So you can help educate mm -hmm. people. And finally, like it's, and we talked about this, this earlier, and I added this to the notes because I hadn't thought of it. It's, it's not necessarily about you or your area. Like if, if this is a global game and a lot of us have friends who live in different countries in Pogo. So if you're sending your gift, 
especially now that Mateo is yes. the thing, right? So you get to the end of your route and you toss them a gift. So that's going to some way halfway across the world. And if you send them a gift of something that's cool, like a plaque or a statue or whatever, they can read it and go, hey, I didn't know that about Oshawa or I didn't know that about the history of North mm-hmm. Carolina, of Charlotte, right? So now you're you're furthering the cultural like growth of the planet. Like if you were to get a barbershop. Right. Right. Let me talk yes. about this last week. You, you send someone a post like from England or, or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Japan, uh, a, like a postcard from, um, or a gift from, from a barbershop. You can have that, that cultural context in the description. And then now they can go, oh, I right. didn't know that. Now I've learned yes. something about North America mm-hmm. as a whole, mm-hmm. right? So it's all about educating people and having that stuff in the game takes 10 seconds, 15 seconds, and it's long lasting and it's going to be there forever. Right. And back to your point earlier, it's if you need to have a good photos, like a way spot photo should be able to stand on its own. I should be able to look at the photo and say, I know exactly what that point of interest is. I don't need any context. Sure. If you're going to give me context, I'm going to read it and I'm going to love it, but I should be able to take look at that photo and say, yes, I know exactly what that is, right? And so this is why you need like a, a well-framed photo that fits inside the photo disc or, or whatever, and it looks nice and it enhances the way spot and it might even prompt people to explore and to go over out of their way to go and say, hey, I want to mm-hmm. see this in person. Which is the whole goal of this is this is why you can see stuff from so far away. Right? And you yeah, and you and I had that off. moment no. in New York when we were in Washington yep. was were we in Union Square Park or Washington Square Park? I don't remember Union Square, Union Square Park. Park. We we saw that Square. beautiful piece of art on the side of the other we were like, Okay, we gotta go over there, we gotta take a look at it. Like I've gotta get a gift from mm-hmm. this and we gotta make this waste part of the week. So yep. it's it's not just us saying this on the podcast, like Chris and I legitimately had this experience in New York. Like we saw a few things when we were on the subway. We were just kind of looking and seeing where we were going, like, ooh, look at this. And then it was like, oh, the Strand Bookstore. We've not only got to go in there and buy something, but we've got to get a couple of we got to stay there long enough to get a couple of gifts to send to people because people will recognize this as a New York landmark. So and then it had a cool description. So that's uh, you know, just mm-hmm. things like that is it's actual real talk. It's not just something we say on the podcast. It's stuff that we've actually done together in person. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I, I, remember, I remember that bookstore. I took a picture of it for my wife, and she's like, you're going inside, right? And I was like, well, I wasn't. She's like, no, no, you're going inside. <laughs> she's like, you're going to go in, and you're going to buy me something that has the name of that bookstore on it. You're going to bring it home. That was a cool bookstore, man. That was a really cool bookstore. You know, cool I, bookstore. I later went on Wikipedia and looked up the history of the bookstore and all that, and it turns out funny little interesting, not necessarily a connection, but the owner the current owner of strand books strand bookstore it's a woman and her grandfather or great-grandfather it was either grandfather or great-grandfather was the owner founder of it and it's been passed down but it's a woman who owns it now and her husband his name is ron wyden and ron wyden is the senator from the state of oregon where i where i'm my home state 
right? And I've met Ron Wyden. I've got pictures with Ron Wyden. And so he's married to the owner of the bookstore. So I, I was like, oh, there's kind of a little tie in there. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So nice. anyways, not to derail you, but nice. that just shows kind of the, the power oh. of the POI and how it can like bring real world stories around and you know, one of the oldest independent bookstores in the world, well, maybe probably not the world, in the country, um, and how it has a cool little tie into Pokemon Go, Ingress, Pikmin, whatever, and however. Yep. And that and that's just, that goes to prove our point, right? It's that point of interest on the map had a neat, neat picture and a cool description, so we knew what it was. So we went to over to investigate it because of what was in the game. Mm-hmm. Right? So... And here's the other thing, right? Like, so when did OPR come out? Like Year, years, years ago. ago, right? Like ten years um, ago. So phone cameras have come a long way since yeah, then. They sure have. They really have. Maybe not ten years ago, but but it was 2019 when it when Wayfarer started for Pogo, and it was around a couple of years at least before then. So I I started doing OPR late 2017, early 2018. So, and I'm sure it was mm-hmm. out before I was doing it. Agent X yeah. is probably screaming at the radio, and so is Testone right now with the exact date and time that it launched, and they were in the beta version, so it was sometime around then. I'm going to Google it right now. All right, let's take a look here. Um, but yeah, while you're doing that, like phone cameras, I remember, God, what phone did I have in 2017, 2018? It was probably like an iPhone 7 or an iPhone 6 or something, and, and to look at the cameras now, like... My my daughter, who's 11, my youngest, who's 11, if you look at the phone she has now and think about the phone I had even 10 years ago, like mm-hmm. her phone is like 50 times better than any phone I ever had when I was like younger. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> They're totally yep. spoiled. So phone cameras are great now. Right. So now there's a lot of photos that, so the closed beta for Inga's launched in November of 2012. Okay. Portal POIs were submitted via email and the GPS location either provided in the email or taken from the geotagging of the image. So they were asking for POIs in 2012. Okay. Okay. Right. So think about not only that points of interest have changed, like parks have been renovated and stuff, but like right. all the photos that have were taken in 2012, they're in the game still. Right. right and it's, they're it's awful photos 12 years later and like yeah. technology has changed so much so there's a lot of photos out there that are just so old that we can go and replace so yeah. so here's here's a couple of things i wanted to have a quick discussion on how niantic can make edits easier and more efficient because it's not necessarily the easiest process to get some of these through, um, especially for location edits, mm-hmm. right? So I think that Niantic needs to allow us to, if I'm making a location edit, there needs to be a little text box that says where I can type in why I'm doing this, right? Like, it's not actually here. It's actually six or seven feet to the left or or it's they've misplaced the pin and it should be here. Right. Um, and allow me to kind of submit a photo along with my location edit for reference. You you know what I mean? And then this would eliminate a lot of the text abuse that people they're doing. Well, 
Um, <laughs> Ooh, cotton 4K there. <laughs> hey, I was only doing it for the good of the game. I wasn't doing it no, for abuse. No, and, and trust me, it's 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 a double edged sword, right? Like it's Niantic's asking us to to clean up their map, and they're not making it easy on us, right? So I I completely understand mm-hmm. why it happened and why people did it. It used to frustrate the heck out of me, but <laughs> I get it. Like I totally get it. Right. And the only and time sure, really... I was gonna say, I'm sure somebody reported me over the years. All the times I did it, I'm sure somebody reported me. And you know what? I I turned a blind eye. 90% of the time when people are like, hey, it's not actually here, it's here. Please choose this bin because it's actually where the POI is. Get it. Mm-hmm. What I had a problem with was, hey, I'm moving this 12 feet to move it into a different cell. I'll be like, no, dog. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no. It's like, I appreciate your honesty, but some things you should keep to yourself. Yep. We don't need to know that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Not only are you text abusing, but technically in the eyes of Diantic, you are abuse abusing. Right. So, well, Chris, let me I, ask you a question I, on that. Let me ask you a question on that. When it comes to location edits, I'll give you a real world example. Three days ago, uh, Sunday, I was taking Addison over to one of her friend's house and they just finished a greenway right behind her friend's house. There's a trail back there. And I nominated a little free library. And for whatever reason, when I got home and I looked on uh, Wayfair, uh, Wayfair, it put the pin across the street from the little free library, not in the little plaza area where the pavilion was and all that, but it actually put it like in the middle of the street. And when I did the, when I nominated it through Ingress, I was very precise on where I put it. Would you be in favor of Wayfinders, Explorers being able to edit the location inside of Wayfair while it's still in queue? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Um there's a bunch of times that that's happened to me where I've nominated something and I've come back and I'm like, that's not where I put that pin. Right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so now I got to withdraw it and go out and do it again. Right. Um, there's a shopping, like a strip mall up by my parents' place that I nominated last time I was up there. I nominated it twice. The first time got rejected by AI because I forgot to change the description. Mm-hmm. It was just blah, 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 because it was cold. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Right? I didn't feel good, and I was like, I'm just going to gibber it. And then I got home and took a nap and then completely forgot about it. <laughs> and it went but I went and nominated really again, and it got rejected the second time by community, and I still don't know why. But mm-hmm. I realized after it was probably my pin placement, but it, what I put the pin is not where it showed up on the map. Mm-hmm. So I, I would love for Niantic to let us adjust everything change right? out the picture change out the picture right because i don't know how many times i've i've gone and done a nomination and i get home and my finger like my pinky finger is yeah half over there i'm like really yeah <laughs> you don't notice it when it's on your phone because your phone is right. got a small screen right but when you blow it up on um on your computer on your desktop on your wayfarer it's like in 4k like you said and it's like oh that's a terrible picture yep Right, or it's like, oh, I can see my reflection. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, that's got me a couple of times too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I gotta go. Right. It's just yeah. like I didn't notice that guy standing in the background, looking <laughs> directly at me while I take the picture, right. pointing like, "Hey, what are you doing?" <laughs> like, oh, this is old man taking pictures of playgrounds. This automatically just became the supporting information picture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm just gonna use that for something else. Uh, and 
I think that the AI has done a really, really good job of catching things like that because I haven't seen one of those in a long time. Like it's yeah, it been, really is doing some work. It's been months since I seen an edit that had a description saying, Hey, move, please pick this pin. Right. So, yep. I mean, they're cutting down on that for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, a good ways to make good edits, be creative, but concise. Um, a lot of the comments that we got on, on the Twitter poll were just like, I'll read it if it's short, but if it's like two paragraphs long, I'm not going to bother. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the same thing that we talked about a couple weeks ago for the supporting information, right? Like it's, it's if it's too long, people aren't going to read it. Right. And which is unfortunate. Which is unfortunate, is unfortunate. Yeah. because I've written some that have been long, but I put information in there that will help them identify the POI. Like the one I got rejected. I'm like, click this link from the city of Charlotte. It's going to bring up a map. Scroll down to the sixth map, and it will show you the location of this bridge. You can't see it from Google because the picture's from 2021 before they started digging this trench or whatever you know so it's Mm -hmm. unfortunate that people don't do it because people say you need to sell you need to sell you need to sell 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 and then you do sell and people like you know what's that oh i'm not reading that i'm sorry for what happened or happy for whatever happened you know and you know that old meme so it's like Mm -hmm. you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't if you don't put enough information in there people are like you didn't sell it enough and you put too much information they're like oh you're trying to sell it too much and it's like where's the middle where's the where's the middle ground where's my happy place yeah, exactly right, and it's it's unfortunate that the the attention span of of some wayfinders is is so so small that they're just like if it's more than two sentences, I'm done, I'm checking out, right? Mm-hmm. So you gotta you gotta hook them in those first couple of sentences right. to get them interested, right? So and the other thing, do your research. Um, like if it's a plaque or a mural, especially if it's a mural, if it's a piece of art, someone made that piece of art. I mentioned this earlier. Do your damnedest to try and figure out who that person was. Give them the credit that they deserve because they probably spend a lot of time doing that. Mm-hmm. And they deserve to get the credit. So that's all I got for edits. Um, I just right. wanted to kind of have a conversation about why I thought they yeah. were important. And I think edits are very important. I, I, I personally, like I said, I don't do a whole lot of edits just kind of for time. I need to like just take one afternoon or one evening or whatever and just do edits. Um, but I don't know. I'm with you. I think they're very important. And, and and God bless the people who make those their priority. Yourself, Sarah Amanda, a few other people who go out and make things right. I, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely a lot of people out there who do, who do the bulk of those, right, for everyone. So, mm-hmm. Definitely important. All right, let's move on to topic number two. Topic number two. So, February is Black History Month, and we haven't mentioned it on the show yet, so I wanted to take some time to talk about it. Sea Princess made a post on the forums, and I'm going to bring it up, asking for people to show off points of interest that celebrate Black history and culture. I thought this was a fantastic idea. So I wanted mm-hmm. to take some time and this will be kind of visual. So if you're, if you're listening on the audio, make sure to pop over to the YouTube and I'll 
bookmark it so you can jump right to here and you can follow along. But I wanted to kind of highlight some of these some of these way spots to bring attention to you know, not only black artists, but famous um, historical black individuals, right? Mm -hmm. So this one, the first one is, it's a section of a mural that talks about the Watkins family and how their love of science was cultivated at Atlanta's historically black colleges and universities. And it is a mural on the side. It looks like a two-story mural. And we I love was our just going to say, two-story mural. Um, there you go. Let's go. The background of it looks like to be like a blue Lego board. Mm -hmm. um, and there is a, a black gentleman who is the main focus of this mural. And he's got in front of him, it looks like a little kind of a couple of houses and uh, a couple of little minifigures there from Lego. Mm -hmm. And on the mural... It says Atlanta's HBCUs are a big part of our history. Many members of our family and many of our friends turned family went there. Most importantly, that's where Fawn and I met and this whole story begins. Our family build was constructed around our shared background of science majors, which is now shared with our kids. These colleges represent our love of learning and the connections we've made and the value it holds in our family, which I think is fantastic. That's a great story. It's a great yeah, story. It's great a great story. looking mural. Um, there's so much history and culture in the South that we could do an entire episode just on murals like this. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's really great. And thank you, Sea Princess, for highlighting it. Um, really good creative idea that I don't think has been thought of, um, but it, it's really, you know, timely given that it's February. So that's awesome. And then her being in the greater Atlanta area, she's got access to a lot of really cool murals down there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. All right. I'm going to skip past that one. Cause we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, this next one, it's a plaque and it says commission to honor the Atlanta student movement. And it's got a bunch of names. So the description is, in 1960, students from the Morehouse College started the Atlanta student movement to join the civil rights work being done by MLK. Through sit-ins, marches, and other protests, students were able to help integrate businesses and schools. And there's probably a lot of those in the South, um, down yes. where you are. And down you, you want to know something interesting, Chris. So there's a, there's a plaque just like this in Austin, Texas, for my great-great-grandfather, uh, Fontaine. Uh, he was one of the first African-American pastors to have his own church in Texas, in, in Austin, Texas. So there's a picture of my mom and dad standing by a plaque very similar to this uh, in Austin. The church is no longer there. It has been demolished years ago. This was in the eight. Eh, Great, great, great grandfather, eighteen hundreds sometime. Uh, but there's a plaque on the side of the road like this for my for my great, great, great grandfather. Um, so yeah, they're they're all over. So I've I've never seen it in person. The last time I was in Austin, I was too young to remember. So I need to go mm -hmm. back and see it, and I'll get a picture. Hopefully, it's in the game. And if it's not in the game, I'll make sure it's in the game when I go to Austin. But yeah, there's like there's things like this, lots of history all over the South. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, next one. This is this is a, one of my. This is a beautiful yeah, mural. This yeah, is awesome. This is a cool one. You guys got to go to YouTube and check this one out. Do you want to take this one? Okay. So this one, if you are a hip hop fan, 
or a fan of just music in general, you'll know these two people. If you've heard the heard of the band Outcast, Big Boy and Andre 3000, this is again another two story mural, and it's uh it's really well done. So it's in black and white, but it almost looks lifelike. It's kind of got that 3D feel to it. Um, and if if you know Outcast, it it kind of shows their personalities, their different personalities. Andre is a little more eccentric and Big Boy is a little more serious. So it's, it's, um, and, I'll, and I'll read the, the description. So Sea Princess says, I didn't submit this, but this might be my favorite Atlanta POI. It's a gym in Pogo. Um, and let's see here. I, uh, I bump into this to confirm, but it's, it's, uh, hold on. It's the Outcast mural. So description is mural painted by J E K S Jex in a, in collaboration with photographer Jonathan Mannion for Outer Space Project, October 27th, October 2019, an amazing tribute to Big Boy and Andre 3000, who formed the iconic duo Outcast that put Atlanta on the hip hop map. This mural is stunning in person. Um, it's so cool. So it's kind of their signature poses on this two-story gray background. Um, and it looks so lifelike and it's them standing there. And if you're standing in front of it, it's almost like they're looking right at you. But this is something that if you are not just a hip hop fan or an Atlanta music fan, but just a music fan in general, you would definitely want to take your picture in front of this one. So uh, I'm glad this is in the game. I'm glad that's a gym. This is something that would be definitely a meeting spot. If we were going to play, hey, meet me at the Outcast mural and I'll see you there. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah, this is, I, I love um I love them. All the work that they've done is fantastic. And this mural is absolutely gorgeous. And I love that the description credits not only the person who painted the mural, but the person who took the picture. Who took the picture. I was just thinking right. that as well. Like, that's a really cool twist on it. Something you don't see very often. Right, right. And that's and that's someone who's done their research before they nominated this. So Yeah, for sure. Chef's kiss to that one. For, for sure. sure. And let's go. Next one is the Winston Searles Memorial Plaque. So it's a memorial plaque for someone named Winston Searles, one of the first African-American men elected to the Rock Hill City Council. So this is someone who probably, so not only probably, broke the color barrier for the politics in his area and probably was a, a major figurehead in his community for, for years, for decades. Right? South so Carolina. Very important person in South Carolina. There you go. Yeah. Rock Hill, South Carolina. So, and it's the, it's a plaque and it's got a, uh, a portrait of him at the top. Um, it says his name. He was April 7th, 1922 to August 13th, 2007. Dedicated husband to Wilma. Father to, and I can't read. Joe Edna. And Winston and Chauncey. There you go. So that's another. My eyes are working this week. (laughs) (laughs) Mine are clearly not. (laughs) Um, You want to take this one? Yeah, I'll take this one. So this one is a portrait of Meta L. Christie. And this is from Swanee, Georgia. So down in there in the greater Atlanta area. So this one is cool. And this was something cool that the, the nominator did for this one. So it's a portrait of, of Dr. Christie. And not only is it a portrait, but just to the right of the portrait, it's kind of a certificate 
that tells you about the portrait. So it kind of gives it that immediate authenticity that is not just a picture on the wall, that it's an actual something of, of that it's a plaque, something of value, which I really like. And that's a really interesting way because some people might just look at this and take the picture of just the plaque on the wall or of just the photograph of the doctor, but it's both. And the description is Dr. Meta L. Christie Dio, which I think is an uh, uh, orthopedic doc doctor, is recognized by the American uh, Osteopathic Society as the first black, black osteopath. Dr. Christie graduated in 1921 from the Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine as its first black graduate. Her portrait is a permanent fixture on our campus and is accompanied by a plaque that provides additional information on her life and accomplishments. So that kind of talks about what I said before I read the description. That's really cool. And it's a really cool thing to kind of showcase someone um, who was the first doctor in the area and from that school. You never know how things will affect people. Um, I've had things that I've seen when I was little that affected me to this day. And there might be some little boy or girl who sees that and go, that's what I want to do. And that could spur and motivate them on to be whatever they want to be. So I love things like this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a lot of um, the talk in the last few years is representation matters, right? Mm -hmm. Like kids grow up and if they start to see people who look like them doing things like being a doctor, being the first doctor or, you know, going to space as an astronaut right. or yeah. being or president or being president or, yeah. or vice president or, or being like playing any, or going to the Olympics, right? Yes. You say kids think, Oh, they look like me. I can do that. Right. Mm -hmm. And now, and now they're motivated to kind of pursue that as their kind of career path. And it, it enriches everyone. It gives you a sense of this is actually possible because someone that I can identify with has actually done it. Everyone no. says you can be no. whatever you want to be, and that's fine, and that sounds good, and that looks good on a wall, and it looks good as a headline on a, on a newspaper. But until you actually know someone or you can relate to someone who's done it, it's hard to, to, to put that in your grasp. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's see. This one is Guyana and Trinidad mural. It's in McDonough, Georgia. And it's, you have a little map of Guyana and it says Guyana at the top. And it's, it's done in so that it's like the, the flag of Guyana is the yeah. background. And then below it, they've done the same thing with Trinidad and Tobago. And you have the map and the words Trinidad and Tobago. And the, the, map makes up or sorry the flag makes up the the map and the words and i think this is gorgeous mm -hmm. i do i like yeah. that a lot i like that a lot uh, oh this is a nice one yeah so this one here um is was posted by beyond sour an english player um none of these pois are from me but montreal has some cool art um that pays homage and i walk by these i'd like to share so this one is oscar peterson eight-time grammy award winner um, he's considered one of the best jazz pianists of all time, born in Little Burgundy Borough. Uh, so this is in Montreal. So this is up in Canada. And this is not a 
It is a two-story mural, but it's on the second story of a building, and it goes up two stories. So it's really cool. So what you're looking at there is a picture of Mr. Peterson playing the piano on the left and a picture of him kind of looking at the camera on the right with his hand on his chin. And then in the background is him playing the piano from a different angle. And it's got like um, little figurines and the cityscape below it. And it's just really cool. Lots of purples and turquoises and, and black and whites in there. So it's really cool. I've seen this mural in person and it is gorgeous. Really? Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. One yeah, question for Montreal. you. Yeah, one question for you. Is is the phone booth still in that spot? I would I would love it if you say yes. It was the last time I was there, it was there. Oh nice. Yeah. I love a yeah. phone booth. And that so that mural is actually three stories. Oh, it's three stories. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's it's huge and it's gorgeous. Nice. Um, Canada representing. Yep. All right, let's do one more because I just noticed it's been about 56 minutes. So we want to kind of get people back to their Sundays. Uh, last one is Oliver Jones, pianist and Canadian Music Hall of Famer, born in Little Burgundy Borough. And this is a painting on the side of a building. On uh, the bottom right-hand corner, it says Oliver Jones, and it's got a bunch of information that I can't read, probably about um, his history and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's got two different portraits of him. One of them is him. Looks like he's sitting down in a chair and he's got a nice suit on. You can see a nice watch and he's got his hands kind of clasped together and he's leaning back and he's got his eyes closed. So it looks like he's listening to himself play Mm -hmm. the piano because the other side of this portrait is a younger version of him playing the piano. And it's kind of like a purpley blue and the background is, is purple. And it's got like a little bit of a bluish tinge to it. It's just a beautiful, beautiful mural of, and it's kind of like, it's a really good, I think this is a really good mural because it shows like a younger him playing the piano and then the mm-hmm. older version of him kind of listening to himself, enjoying. Kind of looking back like saying, oh yeah, it was that good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> enjoying uh, his accomplishments that he's had in life, right? So. Mm-hmm. And he's big, big up here. Um, and some I've listened to some of his stuff, and it's fantastic. Nice. So, so yeah, I think that's good. We'll take a little bit of a break. Thank you again to Sea Princess for posting that. And yeah, that was great. Yep, yep. Everybody, who it's um, you know, we don't really go out and publicize Black History Month and Hispanic Heritage Month because there's so many. And we don't want to offend anybody by omitting anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but given the barbershop conversation that we had last week, we thought it was timely and it was February and we wanted to kind of talk about it. So if we don't talk about one specific month, we don't want people to think we're not celebrating it because we're omitting right. it. We're just trying to stick to the Wayfair. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to put that out there just so people kind of understood where you and I were coming from. No, for sure. For sure. That's definitely accurate. All right, on that note, let's take a five-minute break, and we'll play some dad jokes, some sound bites, and we will be back on the other side. Hey, this is Elf from Space, and you're listening to the Wayspotters Podcast. This is Lizzie B. Darcy, and you're listening to the Wayspotters Podcast. This is Sea Princess H&B, and you're listening to Wayspotters Podcast. 
Are you serious? This again? It's season three. What side of the emu has the most feathers? The outside. Not to brag, but I made six figures last year. I was also named the worst employee at the toy factory. I was at a job interview the other day. They asked me if I could perform under pressure. I said, no, but I could perform Bohemian Rhapsody. Why is it so cheap to throw a party at a haunted house? Because the ghosts bring all the booze. Imagine if you walked into a bar and there was a long line of people waiting to take a swing at you. That's the punchline. In 2017, I didn't do a marathon. I didn't do one in 2018, 2019, or 2020 either. This is a running joke. Was it a bad idea to eat a clock? Because it's so time consuming. And welcome back. Hope you enjoyed the dad jokes this week. Uh, we're going to jump right into Wayspot of the Week. Let's take a look at a beautiful example of what the Wayspotters podcast thinks you should be nominating. We proudly present the Wayspot of the Week. All right. Wayspot of the Week this week comes from Sea Princess in the aforementioned forum thread. I don't have a title and description because she just posted the picture, but I wanted to talk about this one because I thought this one was super interesting. This is a community garden named for Jasmine Stewart. So it's a picture of the sign in front of the community garden, and it's it's a beautiful sign. Mm-hmm. Very it, colorful. Very colorful. It looks like there's some wood paneling in the back, and it says Jasmine Stewart Community Garden. Uh, there's some t- ripe tomatoes and some some herbs on the other side. Mm-hmm. It says Roswell Organization for Community Development. And the quote on this quote on it that says, I planted the seed and Apollo's watered, but God gave the increase. And this is a community garden named for Jasmine Stewart, who is a young girl who won a season of Master Chef Junior. And I wanted to read a quote from website that i looked at garden is named for jasmine stewart who took home the title of master chef junior master chef junior at the age of 12. 12. wow wow in doing so she became the first african-american winner of master chef junior competition and became the only contestant in the show's history to win the show after having been eliminated so i don't know if anybody's watched master chef or master chef junior but Sometimes when contestants get eliminated, they go to like a different kitchen and they can fight their way back. They cook their way back into the show. So she did that and she won. Like So this is a 12-year-old. That's who crazy. Was eliminated off the show. And this is probably like a dream of hers. Mm-hmm. To be going to win this show. And that's, that would crush an adult. Like there yeah. are adults who would just be like, I'm done. I'm caved. I'm whatever. I'm just going to throw it in. But this 12-year-old not only had the mental fortitude to take that defeat, but channel it into, you know what? I'm not done. I'm not giving up. And she ended up winning. And like, I watched MasterChef Junior. We watch it with the kids and the kids mm-hmm. love it. They love it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I look at my wife and I'm just like, I couldn't do this. <laughs> right. Like, how are these kids doing I, this? Like, yeah. 
that's awesome. So yeah, that's awesome. I think this is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so that's the that, that's the equivalent of going on Survivor, getting voted off, going to Redemption Island, and then right. fighting your way back and then winning it. So yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I that takes. I mean, just to take. I made it onto the show that I've always wanted to be on. I, I cooked right. the meal of my life at twelve, which might be the meal of your life. I lost. I got voted off. I went to this other kitchen. I beat everybody else who got voted off. I got back into the main kitchen, and now I won. I mean, that's that's something to put on your LinkedIn page, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's a huge accomplishment there. Absolutely. It's crazy, right? So <laughs> congratulations to them for that. And thank you to Sea Princess for highlighting this, because I think that's an amazing, amazing story. Yep, and agreed. We will, we will link the thread in the show notes, so if you want to go check yep. out, because there's some more stuff that we didn't get to that I think deserves to be looked at. Yeah. What am I on that in there note, also? Yes. Yeah. You share some stuff in there too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on that note, let's take a look at some stuff. that's not, not so great. I've been working on the way there. Oh, the long day. I've been working on the way there just to pass the, Oh, Oh no. Hey, Jamal, I found some coal. Why don't you take the first one and I'll take the second one. All right. So our first coal of the week comes to us from not only friend of the show, but our executive producer, our fantastic executive producer, Kate the Cons, who we had a good back and forth conversation with today, and it was awesome. But we won't get into that. We'll talk about that later. We've got some good stuff coming up. But this one here. So this is not your what we typically do as Cole of the Week here. So this one was, a uh, from Wayfair, was an edit. And the funny thing about this is it's wanting uh, her to take a look at the description and choose the most relevant description for the waste spot. So the first one is Methodist Cemetery. And then the second one, she has the show text difference on there. So Methodist and Cemetery are crossed out and the words that are highlighted are dead people. <laughs> Just, just dead people. Um, and then the third is none of the above. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it just brings me back to that movie. I see dead people. So I see dead I, people. I see dead people. That, that just kind of cracks me up. So you guys go to YouTube and check this out. But um, Methodist Cemetery is kind of a boring description. But dead people is just kind of weird. So that yep. qualifies as Coal of the Week for me. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah, both close of the week this year are this week are edits. I felt it was kind of appropriate given what yeah, the conversation that we sense. had. So, yeah. yeah, I just when when she posted this in the in the Discord, I kind of laughed. I was like, "Dead people, Dead it's people. fantastic, <laughs> terrible, but fantastic." Right. All right, let's go on to Cole of the week number two. This is from Typhlosion is one in the Pokemon Professor Network Discord, and it's a photo edit of. The Stillwater Post Office. So the first photo is taken from a car at night. Yes. Yeah. It, so the post office is closed. It, there's yes. No, there's no post office sign. So no. this could be some random building. It's only illuminated by the guy's headlights. So that's just terrible. Um, and the second photo. So there's only two photos that you can pick from. Uh, has two cars parked in front of it. And okay, granted, this one, actually, you can see it says United States Post Office. But there's two license plates that are... Clear as day. Clear as day. Clear as day. Visible. 
So if, if someone would say, hey, Chris, how do you mess up a picture for a post office? Chris would say, look at my screen. <laughs> exactly. This is two examples of how you screw it up. Like this, they screwed it up twice, different. Like, and you know, when we say get out of your car, we don't mean get out of your car and go take a picture from behind your car. That's not, that's not what we mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. Terrible. 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 So, uh, do you got anything else? I, I'm done. I, think uh, I, I don't have anything else. I just want to thank everybody for the ongoing uh, conversation on barbershops, and we will mm. probably do a follow-up on that. Um, don't want to belager a point on anything, kind of talk about it and move on, but thank you for those who are continuing to comment on that, and I will chime in as necessary. But that's all I got. Yeah, absolutely. That is definitely a conversation that we need to continue to keep having until until it gets resolved and Nianta kind of pulls their bootstraps up on that one. Yep. Looking to you, Nianta. All right. I'll go ahead and sign us off. Uh, Thank you for joining us on this episode of Waste Spotters. We really appreciate it. A big thank you goes out to our executive producer, Kate Lecons, and to all of our patrons. We couldn't do this without you. Thank you so, so much. Uh, Thank you again for all the birthday wishes. Um, I was definitely surprised. I didn't, I had no idea that Jamal had done that. And, I really appreciate it. And I love all you guys. Uh, thank you so, so much. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode of Waste Spotters, there are a few ways you can show us. Follow us on all of our socials. We are on Twitter, X, as Elon likes us to call it, at uh, Waste Spotters. We are also on Instagram, at Waste Spotters Podcast, and TikTok, at I Make Waste Spots. We are incredibly responsive and love interacting with our followers. Let us know what you thought about today's episode. You can also visit us, visit our website, www.wastespotters.com. From there, you can get the links to everywhere you can download the show. You can also send us a message directly from the website or email us, wastespotters at pokemonprofessor.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, and click the bell to be notified whenever we post a new video. For those of you who are not, be sure to check us out. We post shorts for dad jokes, wastebot of the week, coal of the week, and more youtube.com slash at Wastebotters podcast. Leave us a voicemail on our hotline, 704-426-3710, or tweet us a voice message. You never know, your voicemail may appear on an upcoming episode of the show. Finally, if you're not a member of the Pokemon Professor Network Patreon, you can you can join for as little as $1 US a month. All you need to do is go to patreon.com slash Pokemon Professor. You will have access to the entire Discord. You, you will have access to the Discord for the entire family of shows across the Pokemon Professor Network, including Waste Spotters, Special Conditions, Gotta Watch Them All, Purified Podcast, and Lured Up. It is a fantastic place filled with fantastic people. Jamal and I are active in that Discord a lot, and we've been having some pretty pretty good discussions lately about some pretty important talk- topics. So come join us and hang out. With that, we look forward to you joining us again next week here on Waste Spotters. We appreciate all of the support we get each week. We cannot do this without you. It's not that far. Get out of your car. Bye.